The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Tennis, swimming, lacrosse, whatever you need me to play, I'm going to go do it. If there's some money online, I'm going to go do it. You like it? You think Cleveland's cool? I mean, I never heard anybody say I'm going to Cleveland on vacation. But if y'all waiting on me to apologize, hell going to freeze. Uh, wait. Not a game. Not, a, not, not the game that I go out there and, and die for. I want to welcome. She's out there in the Chocolate City. She's covering the Washington Wizards. She's the beat reporter for the Washington Post. None other than Ava Wallace. How are you doing? I'd like to thank you for doing this again. I am good. How are you? We're four games in, still feeling fresh, not sleep deprived yet. Everybody's still happy, smiling, locker yeah, room's good. good energy. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of good energy, positive vibes for sure. Yes. And so like coming into training camp and even in the preseason, like based off what you had saw from that sample size, and now you see there's another sample size of what mm-hmm. four to five games. What are your thoughts on how they've done so far? I think they've done pretty good. It's still a lot of this team is still very much trying to shake off the problems of Wizards past. You know, they still have to work on the defense. Okay. They're still doing the thing where they get up to double digit leads and then it gets down to the fourth quarter and we're all sitting there on press row like, okay, when when's it going to go wrong? What are they going to do here? Um, you know what? It's funny you say that because I saw a tweet from you last week when they went into overtime mm-hmm. and you had something very interesting about them going into OT as if you knew that it was going to be bad because of that. You know, yeah. So it's it's still, it is still a lot of kind of the same problems that have dogged the win. Really going back since the last year or two of Scott Brooks' tenure. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, something that we heard a lot, even though I think everybody is kind of aware and the Wizards are being really practical with their expectations as well. You know, you ask them, is this a playoff team? How do you expect to finish? The answer, we just want to improve. We just want to improve. This long-term roster is not set. So everyone's being very practical. That being said, Bradley Beal, Wes Unsell Jr., pretty much to a T, everybody is saying, I'm more confident in this group. It's a veteran group. It's a little bit more veteran group. Guys kind of know a little bit more what they're doing on defense, even though all the kinks are far, far from worked out. So, you know, against Indiana, against Detroit, even that late one against Cleveland, that's if you're going to lose one of those games, it's going to be that one against Cleveland with Donovan Mitchell out there. They've kind of done exactly what they need to do. Test comes next week when they got Boston, Philly, Brooklyn. Mm. Yeah. So that brings me to the question of what you mentioned, Wes Unsell. So like, how has he kind of approached this season with the roster construction? Yeah. So right now he's just trying to get these guys to play defense pretty much. He knows he has a lot more help on the offense than with Kristaps Porzingis, Brad Beal, Kyle Kuzma stepping into a bigger role. So he's less worried about that. Like that's kind of going to take care of himself. And in the Mm. past, you've even heard coaches like Scott Brooks used to say, listen, our best defense sometimes is going to be our ability to score a bunch of points. Wes Unsell Jr. in playing like that. Like he's like, no, we need to learn how to play defense. (laughs) So he's simplifying things, stripping things down. They added DeLon Wright, even though he's injured, they added Will Barton. So some guys who know what they're doing out there. Um, And right now they're just kind of working on the, the communication, the chemistry part, that that's really what's holding their defense back right now. Would you say last season was a failure in regards to obviously the standings but would you would you consider them a failure based off last year 
and the standings and also coming into this season do you expect if there's no injuries because that's the reason why I bring that up I feel like mm -hmm. the season wasn't successful last year with the Wizards because they they had a lot of injuries do you feel like if they were healthy they would have been in the mix last year in the playoffs and then if they're healthy this year do you think they'll be in that same scenario so last year I'm I'm honestly not sure if they would have been in the mix even without Bradley Beal went out in January they had a lot of people that had the horrible COVID thing in January where nobody could play like you know a lot of teams dealt with that but the roster makeup wasn't right in that okay. team. That okay. really started coming through in December. And now players are being even more and more open. Like Kuzma said it earlier this week. Bradley Beal has kind of indicated, he said, you know, we all like each other this year, unlike last year. And they'll say things like it wasn't working. You know, this is not how things felt. People were not buying into unsold system and stuff like last year. So I think that was always going to be a big hurdle for them. And then, of course, Brad goes down in January. And once you have to get kind of, move Spencer Dinwiddie and they moved Montrez Harrell, Aaron Holiday went in in that trade. Then you got really no chance because Porzingis and Bradley Beal didn't get a chance to play together. Kuzma was out at the end of the year. So it was kind of a hodgepodge. Last year, I mean, honestly, the biggest failure of last year was that they ended up picking 10th once again in the draft. Like the mm -hmm. Wizards have got to get out of this no man's land of the, of the kind yeah. of lottery where it's not like top five pick. It's not like you know, so, and Tommy Shepard can only do so much picking with that range. And he's actually done really well so far picking in that spot. But you kind of need the draft picks to hit when you're in that situation. So it was kind of like a bunch of different things conspiring to get together. If they stay healthy this season, the way they're looking, it's tough because the way they're looking now where the top of the East is like, why isn't Philly looking like Philly should be looking yeah, like? Right. <laughs> and the Wizards have kind of played the teams that are still rebuilding and reconstructing. Sure, if you go off the way they're played against the Pistons, they could be a playoff team. But I'm I'm very much looking forward to what it's going to be like against Boston's defense, what it's going to be like against Philly, and again, what it's going to be like against Kevin Durant. So I, I think next week is going to tell us a lot about this team. Okay, so... You mentioned Bradley Bill and Christos Porzingis. Talk a little bit. I've noticed in their few games that they've kind of been clicking a little bit. Talk about that. Yeah, it's definitely something that uh, Bradley Beal says. And he kind of goes through periods where he's like, he'll have a ton of fun with the game. And it's always good when he's having fun. And then he'll get a little moody or things will happen. He is you know, a little moody. <laughs> a little moody like that. He'll admit it to you. He'll be the first to admit it to you. But he is loving that he can get back to his catch and shoot game. Like, nice. he's just like, Chris Epsworthingis can set that up for him. That is that is his happy place. That's where he was raised in the NBA. You know, like, that comes to him, like, with his eyes closed. So he's really enjoying kind of getting those chances to just be the primary scorer again and not also having to be the primary ball handler because now Monte Morris is in there. They can run through plays through a bunch of different guys. He's setting up Porzingis. You forget how good of an assister Bradley Beal is. Like, so that I think is actually working and there's a lot, a lot more chemistry to develop there. The turnovers are a little high right now just because they're still kind of working out the kinks and that spacing and everything. But mm -hmm. um, so far, I think everyone's happy with that partnership. Again, wait till they get to Boston on Sunday and, and that, and that <laughs> defense comes in. But so far, so good, I'll say. It's all good. But just Kyle Kuzma, I want to talk about him because I felt like last year should have been his leap, you know, leaving the Lakers, not having that L.A. pressure to like really explode. And he didn't perform as highly as I anticipated, but he still performed well. Do you anticipate him performing at an elite level to be like the big three for the Wizards? Yeah, I mean, and the Wizards are certainly kind of billing him as such, too. They really need him to be that third primary guy. And he's always saying the next step for him this year. So he views last year as the big leap, especially in January when, like I said, they had that big COVID uh, thing and nobody could play. 
he really stepped up and became a leader for that team. Um, it, we also all, all really enjoy talking to Kuz because he's kind of one of the more, he, he'll give you a gut check. Like right. if you ask around the locker room for questions and be like, how was it? People like, oh, we saw a lot of improvement. Saw a lot of improvement. Because we'll be like, we still suck. And we're just like, okay, thanks for letting <laughs> us know. He's, he, he always, he's always real that way, which is very funny. Um, but he took a big scoring leap this year and this yeah. uh, last year. And this year, what they need him to do is they need him to learn how to make other players on the team better. That's kind of the next step in his evolution. And I'm not just talking about passing, sharing the ball, all those things, but setting guys up to be in the right space. He's really good in terms of being kind of a mentor on the team for someone like Denny Avdia, but on court, that's what they need from him. And he has a big payday coming up if he can do that too. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. So you mentioned like coups in like a veteran type of role. Yes. Let me ask you this question. How do you feel about uh, veterans in the NBA or just like in the league or like for the Washington Wizards? Like who, mm-hmm. who's the vet or the veterans for that team? For it, that's a funny question because you you want to say Bradley Beal first off because this is year eleven for him and yeah fans. right I but Will Barton coming in from Denver who's done a little bit of everything he started seventy two games for them last season he's also come off the bench he's been the backup guy he started in the G League all these things you've got a couple of guys who just are like it's the same old Wizards where they're very low key they're very quiet but oh, Delon yeah. Wright another guy he's thirty Will Barton. Porzingis, you could call a veteran still. Isn't just that the, I mean, crazy, he, though? He doesn't like, have the games, but he has the years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so they, they kind of have this team that's divided into two parts where one is like these kind of 30 or almost 30 veterans who've done a lot. And then you've got the young guys with like Rui Hachimura, Denny Abdia, Corey Kispert, who aren't even that young. I mean, Rui Hachimura is 24. He's not a veteran, but he's not young. So right. it's it's interesting kind of the two uh, the two spaces they're in with that team right now. So when will Wizards fans get an opportunity to see the young rookie Johnny Davis? That is a great question. So he got in a little <laughs> bit of time. He got in a little bit of time uh, last game. When was that? They played on Tuesday. He got some garbage minutes in, which... Anseld was very clear about afterwards. He said, it's hard to sit for, four, you know, 37 minutes, 36 minutes, whatever, and then immediately turn it on. I think he was 0 for 2, but again, you can't really expect much out of him then. I thought it was interesting also. Um, Anseld said this week that he might see minutes with the go-go because they just want him to get time developing. So he might he might uh, be assigned to the G League a little bit for practice. But it, it's going to be a while before he plays any sort of significant or prominent role for this team. And if you ask Anseld, he'll say, I'm cool with that. He just needs to learn. He needs to develop. Again, if you look at what the Wizards needed out of that draft pick last year, that's not what they needed, but it's what they got. <laughs> so what would you say they would they should have went after, like position-wise? I don't know. So position-wise, the thing the Wizards needed more than anything was talent. Like, they just need to get better. They knew they really needed a point guard. They knew they weren't going to get a point guard in the draft. Right. So that wasn't something that they were looking at even. Um, but they just needed a guy who was going to kind of make the group better and be ready to play. If you look at them where they're trying to get out of this spot where they're just in the play and like 
that's what they needed. Johnny Davis has shown he needs a little bit more time to develop. So they kind of have are now working around that. You mentioned uh, Rui Hashimura. What's his development been like for the Wizards? I feel like he's been kind of hindered by a few injuries, but where do the Wizards expect him to be at by the end of the season or midway through? Yeah, it's a really interesting question for Rui this year also because he's in that fourth year. So the, yeah. they did not agree on a No one signed a rookie contract extension. No one agreed on anything there. And they really, it's it's kind of time for um, Rui, if you, if you ask kind of thinking around the Wizards organization, that he needs to prove that he can ball with these guys. And he's done a lot for them. They really, really believe in him just because like, you know, it's it's always been the same thing. He's six eight. He's a big guy. He's pretty muscular. He can. They they really believe in him as a defender, a guy who can switch pretty much one through five. Um, he's come out. He had an excellent preseason, and he looked so much more confident. He looked much more sure of himself as a playmaker. He's still, um, you know, still obviously it's his fourth year, and like you said, he had a lot of injuries. He missed a lot of games. He missed the entire first half of last season with a mental health break, just recovering from a little bit of burnout. So he's still catching up in, in that regard. And um, you'll see him in situations where you just want to say like, oh, pass really quick. And he'll, he, he just makes the wrong decision, but he's doing that a lot less. And they really like his trajectory. But it's a huge season for him in order to, uh, to like really step up and, and show that he can be a huge contributor. And so far, he's done pretty well off the bench in that second unit for him. Can they maintain this success? You say next week is going to be the true test in their three to four game stretch. But like how on a scale of one to ten, how confident are you that they can show it? Even if they do lose maybe two of those three games, how con- if they if the eye test show you that, okay, we've got some improvement and we've improved in certain areas, how confident can you be down the, ro- down the road? I, I think that's actually a good way to put it. You have to give them two or three games. I mean, that's really the top of the East and who's, who's expected to be the top of the East at the end of the season too. So if they can withhold their own, if they cannot completely crumble on defense, and most importantly, I really think for this Wizards team, they need a group of guys who's going to stay together. Think about the, the the group around Bradley Beal since he became the dude after they traded John Wall in December 2020. He hasn't had a consistent team for Russell's was here and there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Russell was here and there. You had the pandemic season. You had, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie came in and now he's gone. Like if they can stay together, not start yapping at each other on defense, not start playing ISO ball with all the different playmakers they had, I think that's going to be a huge, huge, huge step in the right direction, especially since um, DeLon Wright, who came to them this summer in a trade, he's really been the head of their defense as the backup point guard, weirdly enough. Mm. He starts in this closing group for them. So Monte Morris starts games, he closes games, DeLon Wright, and he's hugely important as a guy who can kind of go at the head of the opponent team, opposing teams, uh, point guard. And it just trickles down from there. So if they can keep the defense together, keep the chemistry right with a guy like that off the court, um, as he's injured with a, with a hamstring strain, uh, I would have a lot of hope for this team for sure. But that's, that's the kind of steps that you need to be looking at. Not like, can they sneak a win out of Brooklyn? Can they get a win out of Philly while Philly's down? Like you're looking at incremental improvements here. And that's what the wizards are looking for. So, final question. It's always the best question. And we're already four to five games into the season, so I got to oh, ask no, you. Oh, no, I know you're Yeah, I got to ask you. So, how do you feel? You know, you can give me your hottest take. You can give me your best prediction, boldest prediction for this Washington Wizards team. Put you on the spot. How do you think they'll finish this season? Are they going to continue this high road, or what's going to happen? Why, when I woke up this morning, was like, I, I need to have a take ready. Like, I'm so not a take I know this man's going to ask me for a take. And here I am, like, nine hours later. I'm like, 
Nope, still got nothing. They got okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm so bad at takes. Okay, well, I, my take was going to be about Kuz. And I think a good take this season is that he could, like, a fun take this season is, like, wouldn't it be crazy if Kyle Kuzma all of a sudden becomes, like, a boy in the East? Like, if he just, like, soars. And obviously, like, Bradley Beal's already that and, like, all the things right. people feel about that. But, like, if everyone's, like, how how are Beal and Porzingis going to work out together, work out together? And Kuzma's just over there, like, I can do this. That would be so interesting to me to see how the Wizards handle his um, upcoming potential free agency in the summer because he isn't he and Porzingis I believe have an option this summer so they mm. they're gonna have a lot of decisions to make this summer it's gonna be like a weirdly interesting time to be watching the Wizards I feel like so <laughs> that can be my prediction how about that no idea if it's actually gonna happen but I'm very interested in the negotiations going on with Kyle Kuzma so I will say that okay I'm, I'm pro Kyle Kuz anyway you know he's from Thank Michigan you. so I, I can I can rock root for that Thank you. <laughs> Terrible prediction. Please, like, nobody hold me to that, but that's what I'm going to say. I like it. I love the energy. <laughs> it's pro Kyle Kuz podcast every time. He's from there we Michigan. Go. I love it. So it there all works go. out. Right. <laughs> Ava, I appreciate you so much for coming on the Points in the Pain podcast. Would you please tell the people where they can find your work? They can find me on Twitter, which, like, you know, we don't know how Twitter is about to be crazy, I think, like, now that Elon's running it. Ava R. Wallace on Twitter. <laughs> All the links to my articles on the Washington Post and everything are there. And thank you so much for having me. You always ask such good questions. It's a pleasure.